0: Mr. Yusuf.
1: Yo, brother Jordan, how you doing, fam?
0: I'm good, how are you, man?
1: I'm doing well, bro, can't complain.
0: Some recent news came and kind of, a lot of news came, came out today, really, truly.
1: Let's just jump right into this, bro.
0: So, yeah, if you, if you want to break down uh, the current events, or even if we want to backtrack a little bit from yesterday or current events,
1: all right, so let me all right, so let's do a little summary here. Yesterday the Rockets were playing the Lakers, right? Yep. James Harden looked a little bit out of shape. <laughs>
0: yeah. He had a um, pregame meal. Yeah. What
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then he and then at the end of the game, after the Rockets lost to the Lakers, he came yep. out and said he just doesn't think it's gonna work out anymore. That the problem the situation can't be fixed. Right. And then literally this evening, the bombshell comes out that he's been traded to the Brooklyn Nets, which is a team he's been wanting to go to. Right. Then I guess enough was enough. The Rockets saw that this guy really didn't care to be there anymore. Like, he made yeah. it very clear.
0: Yeah. Well, I for me personally, like, watching him on the Rockets, uh, the games he did play, Yeah. you know Harden – even if he's out of shape, in shape, wants to play or not, he can get 40 whenever. Exactly. He's a walking 40 buckets, 40 bucket's easy, right? Yeah. So you could tell from his, his stat log, him just having 20 points, 20 and 5, 18 and 5, you know, he's just going through the motion. Yeah. Because you know if Harden really wants to play, he can get a triple-double when he wants. He can go off of for 40, 50, 60, similar to like a Damon Lillard when he's locked in. Exactly. So you could tell from his his body language and just the way he's going about. Like I was watching a bit of the game last night, and like he he got into or the play didn't go the way he wanted to, and they just like chucked the ball to like John Wall. and It's like a terrible pass, and like John Wall's just like yo, like what are you doing? Yeah, you know what I mean. So you can you could tell like his he wasn't there, like he wasn't present with yeah. the team, and and it's unfortunate because like it. For me personally, I don't like what the NBA is becoming, right? Like, it's becoming a league where players sulk and they get their way. Yeah. It's becoming a league where players will always get their way because it's like a, a league that's operated by the players. And kudos to your, uh, your guy LeBron James because he kind of <laughs> fostered this trend. Well, I, I wanna say it came before him. I'll say the Celtics. Yeah, like he he made it like a a player ownership type of thing because him being just such a big superstar and having such a a huge presence, he's able to just make things happen, right? So it's just unfortunate what what the league has has become. Like yeah. players sulk and then players like even what Kyrie's doing right now. It's just like like mm. come on, like and that's just play.
1: And that and that's what I found like interesting, and that's kind of what I want us to get into, right? Because you like I think harden joining the I think harden joining the Nets helps the Nets. But I yeah. think at the same time it hurts Kyrie because it kind of sends a message to the Nets, like, hey, we don't really need you anymore. Like we have a guy who quite frankly is better than you. Like he can do all the same things that you can do.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's like if you want to keep acting the way that you're acting that's fine. Like we, we can send you out now. Like now the nets basically have all the leverage.
0: Yeah, of course. But I I feel like since Kyrie has just been absent, like, I don't know where he is. Like I know he's trying to do things within the community. Yeah. And Stephen A said something great about, about him today. Like, yes. Like you can still do both. You can still go to your job and help out within the community. You don't need to just say, you don't just need to disappear and be unprofessional about your occupation. Like you can do, you can still do both because at, at the end of the day, like the NBA gives you the platform for you to voice whatever you need to voice, right? Yeah. If you go, if you just go and disappear and just do things in private, people aren't going to listen to that. People, that's not going to get people's attention. People are going to want to see you go off for 50 and then state your opinion, state how you feel about something. and. And that will have more of a presence. That would have yeah. more of an impact, similar and, to what Le- LeBron does, right? Yeah, and,
1: and you know what it is too. It's like, and I think Steve, I didn't see the thing you're talking about, but I came across like quotes, and I think essentially what he said is that he should just retire, right? Yeah. My thing, and one thing I I realized, and one thing I learned is, out of sight, out of mind. So even if Kyrie was to take it upon himself, like he's going to retire and just focus on activism full time. Yeah. it's not going to have the same effect because you're not doing the thing that people know you best for, right? For
0: sure.
1: So people, like, yeah, okay, you know, in the beginning, it's going to make a great magazine cover and news yeah. story, Kyrie Irving sacrificed his playing career in his prime to mm-hmm. go become an activist. And that's going to be good in the beginning, but yeah. then eventually you're going to fade to black because people you are going to be out of sight. And when you're yeah. out of sight, you're out of mind, right? But when you're playing and you're doing your thing and then you're spreading the message, it has more of an impact because you're constantly in people's face.
0: Yeah.
1: And the only thing I give him a little pass on, or I'll give him a pass, actually not even a little pass, I'll just give him a general pass is because he is being investigated by the league so he can't be around the team. Yeah. So I don't have a problem with you going on Zoom and listening to someone who's running for a district attorney, like joining her fundraiser and listening to what she has to say. But in general, just communicate what's going on. Like Exactly. Like are exactly. you are you dealing with like a mental health issue? You know, are you feeling a little bit depressed? Is there something going yeah. on? Like you don't have to tell the public, but at yeah. least, you know, tell your team. You know, tell like even if you don't want to tell your teammates, at least tell management so they have an yeah. idea of what's going on. Like they are your employers at the end of the day.
0: Exactly. I know like for us as fans of the game, it comes across as almost selfish because we want yeah. to see him play. We want to see him out there. Yeah. People may have bets involved or whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, he's not being professional. He's right? not. He's being very unprofessional. The message that's coming across, across news outlets and the media is just, it, it voices him being unprofessional and him just disappearing on his team and just, and just not being present as occupation. You know yeah. what I mean? So, it just sends a a weird message right for fans that may yeah. not have that inside information because he's such a private person,
1: yeah, and you see right? like and and the thing that i and the thing that I kind of want to emphasize too is I think he should be transparent because if he is let's just say he is dealing with a mental health issue, right, and he's not coming out and saying anything about it, that's fine, that's your prerogative, but when people see you out at you know partying with your with your father and your sister and you're doing all these things yeah it kind of you know makes people dismiss those that are dealing with mental health like just on a social level like people will say like well you know they're just using it as an excuse to like they're just using it as an excuse to like get out of going to work or they're just using it as an excuse to not have to do something see look Mm -hmm. they're functioning perfectly fine so clearly mental health is not that big of an issue right yeah. And that's a big stigma that people with mental health often face. And that's one of the biggest challenges that has to be overcome. Yeah. So when you're doing stuff like this, it kind of hurts. It kind of hurts the cause in a way. So all yeah, the is just
0: It shares a negative light. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it does. Yeah. Because there's, there's like, as fickle as it may be, like us being fans and just like being mad at the the mere aspect that he's just not playing... Yeah, like it already sh- shines a negative light. You know what I mean? And it and does. if he was if he was playing and just going about his day, and then doing this activist stuff, it's just like, wow. You know, it just like look everything he's doing. Yeah, like and then it just brings me back to like what LeBron does. Like LeBron mm-hmm. is just going about his business, no drama, just going off shooting no look threes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Making bets on the court, and you know if that that stands out, and if he's gonna and if LeBron's gonna talk about anything that has to do with the I promise or any, or anything he's doing in the community. Just like you're gonna listen more, we're gonna be wanting exactly. to
1: listen exactly. He's excelling at his main bread and butter, and yeah. he's and he's leveraging that to do things off the court. And I think that's the part that Kyrie is struggling with, and I think that's where he needs to register
0: exactly.
1: And this not to say like you know basketball is who he is as a person. No, he's a, he's a man outside of ball but mm-hmm. basketball is right now the main thing that you bring to the table so leverage that to you know set yourself up outside of ball
0: yeah but i feel like he you know how i feel like kyrie's just petty right like you <laughs> see Braun the way he does it like he goes about it in the professional like like almost like the batman yeah and like kyrie's like the antagonist he wants to be like the Joker, he wants to do it his way. He wants to yeah. like, do things just in a different way. So it's just like, yes, I'm getting things done just in a different way. But like, I just think it's not effective. Yeah, he
1: personally. wants to. Yeah, he just he wants to go against the grain and do things differently, right? Yeah. Yeah, I could I I could definitely see that.
0: Yeah. So I know we're getting off track, when we got on on Kyrie. But uh, if we want to go back to just this, this this huge blockbuster trade and James Harden. Yeah.
1: Reagan, yeah. Let's um, get back to that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so you should probably like break down who went where or the key the key um assets that went places.
1: Yeah, so yeah, because there was a lot of players involved. Yeah. So the trade was between the Rockets, Brooklyn. Uh, the Cavs also <laughs> managed to get involved.
0: Yeah, and the Cavs? How I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. So Brooklyn, they got rid of uh, Karis Levert, Jared Allen, and Torian Torian Prince. Yeah. So the Cavs are getting. Jared Allen and Prince, yeah. man, this is a confusing ice trade. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is like I'm trying to make sense of this right now. <laughs> yeah,
0: so like that happened. Like Karis Levert and it was went to the Rockets, but then Rockets traded with the Pacers. Yeah, right to get Oladipo. Yeah, right? so Oladipo's on the Rockets. Karis Levert's on the Pacers. Jared Allen and uh, Terry and Prince are on the Cavs. Yeah, right. So it's just like. All this background noise is just it's, it's nothing. And, and I I'm I'm just not really a a fan of what the NBA is becoming cuz all I see is the Lakers and the Nets and then nothing else. That's, I don't see any other team. Yeah. And just, every other team is just there for schedule.
1: Basically, and, and yeah. Games,
0: right? So it it's unfortunate what it's become because it's like we have these super teams that are just like Forming and then we all know what's gonna happen in that, right? Like I, I don't see anyone. I don't see Giannis beating this Brooklyn team. They they weren't Giannis wasn't even able to beat mine. Yeah. Right? So I don't see him beating uh, KD, Harden, and Kyrie. No, right? and I, and I or, don't see
1: Philly. I don't see Philly beating this team either.
0: Exactly. As good as Joel Embiid is playing right now, playing at an MVP level, and like yeah. I know the Nets don't really have a big right now, but they can, they could form team. They can pick up players. You know, if the agency yeah. will come up and they'll, they'll make something happen. You know, I, we've seen that happen before with LeBron and his Cavs. So yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure the Nets will find out a way to, to put something together. If they find, if they figure like, damn, we need uh, another big, or we need another wing, or we need some defensive help, right? Yeah. They're going to figure it
1: out. That dude, uh, Jared Allen, like he was hooping. Yeah, Yeah. Like, he was sure. nice. Like,
0: so it was Levert, exactly. Like, it's unfortunate. It was very. Like, unfortunate. I thought,
1: yeah.
0: I thought they would like with Kyrie acting the way he was uh, in these past couple of days. I thought they would involve Kyrie, and I thought like, like the Rockets maybe wouldn't want Kyrie because he's just a question mark right now. Yeah. But I thought, I thought the the Nets would definitely just be like, you know what? Hey, we'll just give you Kyrie. We'll rock it out with Katie, Levert, and Harden.
1: Yeah, and I think also too the I think also too the Nets they didn't want to alienate KD too much. Yeah. So, and this is where Kyrie has to be a little bit careful now, right? Because let's just say the Nets come up short.
0: Yeah.
1: They're gonna blame it on him. On KD? No, they're gonna blame it on Kyrie. This is Kyrie, where he okay. has to be careful because I think I could easily see the Nets like go, going to KD because they really I believe they wanted KD, but they knew that. Kyrie would have to come with him, right? Like, they had to come together.
0: Yeah, they have a weird relationship
1: for some reason. Yeah, like, as free agents, they knew that's what it was, right? So, I think they were hesitant about doing... They're hesitant to do anything with Kyrie because they don't want to alienate KD. But now that they got another one of KD's friends there, you know, Harden... Yeah, yeah. Let's just say the Nets come up short. The organization can go to KD, like, look, we did a trade, we brought your friend Harden here. Yeah, but... You saw the way Kyrie was acting throughout the season. He's not reliable. Now we didn't end up winning a championship. For sure. We could ship him out. Yeah, we could trade him and get some assets that'll help put us over the top. I'm, I agree. I'm pretty sure Kate would green light that.
0: For sure. For sure.
1: Like this guy. I agree. Yeah. I so, think he would green light that. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. So, so at the end of the day, like if you look at the team now overall and if, if you want to look at their future. Yeah. It's still intact because you have assets. You have a Kyrie, right? It's just you have to be able to manage a Kyrie because he's very unstable, as you can see, right? (laughs) If they're able to manage him and just somehow backdoor him, Mm -hmm. right, to obtain other assets, then they have a future right there,
1: right? Yeah, and so he has to be careful because he might be making himself a scapegoat by doing the things that he's doing. Yeah. Not intentionally, but that could just be a byproduct of it because… We see this happen all the time, right? Yeah. In OKC, when they had Westbrook, Paul George, and Melo, Melo became the scapegoat. Why? Because Mm -hmm. they went all the way back to that comment he made that he didn't want to come off the bench, and they blamed everything on him. Yeah, exactly. So,
0: As long as they have rationale to do what they do, they'll pick up anything and use it,
1: right? And then when you behave the way Kyrie's behaving and then you're not communicating anything, you make yourself an easy target. Yeah. So let me ask agree. so let me ask you this. Do you think now with this move happening, do you think the conferences are more balanced out?
0: Um uh, I mean that's a good question. I uh, yes and no. Okay. Yes and no. I like I I feel like it all it did was it's almost the same when you mm. think about it. Like I I like I I get the sense that people are running from LeBron in the West. Yeah. Clearly. <laughs> KD, uh, Harden. But okay, majority of the superstars, if we look at the top 10 players,
1: a, right? A lot, majority, of, a lot of them are migrating East.
0: A lot of them are migrating East. If you want to put that light that people are running away from LeBron, yes, it definitely does seem like that. <laughs> yeah. And yes, it, it, it definitely seems like the East is getting stronger. Yeah. Right? Or even though like the... The bottom half of the East isn't – it's always a weak spot. Yeah. But you can say that the top, the top five teams in the East are better than the West, for sure. Yeah. Right? So I think the East has definitely um, took, took the mantle of, of being the, the powerful conference, right? Because now we're looking at the West, it's like Lakers – Denver, maybe? Yeah. And then what?
1: Possibly. Like, I don't even want to say Clippers because Clippers? They, have a pro- they have serious problems. Yeah, like,
0: I, I don't really look at Clippers as a team. It's like, they're just like a I, – I don't know. Like, Clippers, I guess they have Paul George. They have Kawhi. They have good players. But, like, they're not a team that I'm like, oh, wow, look out for them. So, yeah, if you look at it, what? Lakers, Clippers, Denver or Portland or Jazz, right? Yeah. That's the top five teams. And then you look look at the East. We're looking at Brooklyn, uh, a much improved Milwaukee. Yeah, Philly uh, Sixers are, are much improved. Yeah. Boston, right? So the the Eastern Conference basketball has definitely improved, and and it's going to be like it's going to be competitive when it comes to the to the Eastern Conference semifinals. Like those going to be competitive matchups for yeah. sure. Um, so I I would say like the East is definitely more powerful. Uh, than the West right now, uh, I wouldn't say it's it, it's more balanced. The East is just more. It's just it's just it's top heavy with all these stars in the East now, yeah. and, and the West is more of a one to three. And now from three to eleven, it's, it's anyone can really be in those positions. Yeah,
1: that's a yeah, that's that's a pretty good uh, analysis. I think I would agree with you on that one there. Um, I think. Yeah, I think both conferences have like yeah, I think the East is a little bit more balanced. I think the West is very top heavy. Yeah. It's not as uh stacked as it once was like say even like 2 years ago. Yeah. Like a lot of the teams that we kind a lot of the teams that we kind of look to to be those contenders are not really there anymore. And you had some teams that were at the top that now move to the bottom and teams that are at the bottom that move to the top. So for example, the Suns right now are in the 4th seed. The Rockets, they're the second last. They're second last. So, yeah, the West is definitely becoming more top-heavy. But, honestly, it seems like every time I'm logging on to social media, I'm seeing the NBA is postponing another game, postponing another game. So, I'm wondering, like, could they even even finish out the season at the way things are going? Like, they're either going to – like, I don't even know if they're going to finish out the season, but they're either going to have to put it on pause until they can figure out another bubble arrangement. Or what they might have yeah. to do is expand the rosters. So rather mm-hmm. than just limiting it to 15, maybe have like 20 guys. So that way yeah. you could at least, you know, have a solid rotation. So if you're missing some players, okay, we can we can pull other guys to step up and get in the game.
0: But, but I'll be honest with yeah. you. Like before, before this trade, whatever was happening in the NBA night to night, yeah. It just wasn't appealing. No. Really true that, and the NBA has not been a, a hot topic. Like, yes, uh, you'll see highlights on social media here and there, but like, we're seeing games be postponed. We're yeah. seeing players. We're, play, we're seeing players rest, or deal with this COVID protocol. Yeah. Right. Lo- we haven't. I haven't seen Boston play in weeks now. Right? Yeah. So that like the the lack of consistency. Uh, within the league, it's just it's just tough because the schedule is yeah. set up to have a lot of back to back. There's games every night. There's there's like teams are playing every night, like and they're coming fast and, and and far between, right? So it's it's almost like okay, yeah, another game, another game, but like there's no height built up to these games. There's no like it's just just another game after they the day. Yeah, with, and the, with the star players sitting out, it's like it's not interesting. Like I, I'm I. I would go check. I'm like, oh, wow, Miami and the Sixers are playing. And then I check, I check the stats, and I see Jimmy's out. I see Bam's out. Goran Dragic is out. And even though, yes, it went to overtime, but, like, we, we're here to see the Stars play. It's true. Like, yeah, I I opted out of NBA fantasy because I was worried about this. And if I was an NBC, M- NBA fantasy owner right now, I would just be pissed. Yeah. Because, like, Players aren't playing, games aren't happening, right? So And
1: that's the thing. It's like and you watch specifically for the stars, like you were saying. So now like if I'm like if I'm a Celtics fan and Jason Tatum's out for the next fourteen days,
0: yeah.
1: Why would I want to watch now?
0: Exactly.
1: Like and now with the whole like you know, it's a good thing the Nets were able to pull off this trade because at least now they have Harden with KD, but you know, Kyrie's not mm-hmm. playing right now, right? And then they had a stretch where KD was out due to protocols and then it was like Kyrie by himself and then you know Kyrie had his thing going and you don't have both guys so it's like it, it, you lose that consistency and now the ratings go down because I agree with you this season I do believe that the NBA has kind of lost its appeal yeah because you don't even know who's playing anymore <laughs> like exactly Exactly. Like, obviously, as a fan yeah. of the game, I want to watch as much as I can, but it does get harder to watch because you don't even know who's playing, and then you find out the night of or the night before the game that it's getting postponed. It's like, okay.
0: Yeah, and also, like, the Nets are playing the Knicks today. Like, that should be a big yeah. game. But, like, who 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 are the Nets courting yeah. today? Like, I don't even know how we're going to play out the game. Exactly. Like, so many trades happened yeah. within the span of today. Like, so many assets are moving mm-hmm. around, like, How are these teams adjusting, right? And like with all these games that are coming up, like I don't know how they're going to do this. And on top of that, all these COVID points. Yeah,
1: and and you see, it's just a mess. And you see, I'm, I'm going to say this, right? And I know, like a lot of times, like the NBA, and even like you know on social media, like NBA fans and like analysts, like all different, like everyone uses the NBA to troll the NFL, right? To say yeah. like, oh, the NBA is the more progressive league. The NBA, you know, they yeah. care about their players. Look how they're handling these health and safety protocols.
0: Right.
1: But when you look at how the season is playing out, like, yes, granted, NFL they play once per week, but they yeah, really exactly. they went through their season without barely any hiccups. And yeah. they're right now
0: they're like one game yeah. or two games here I, and there, but that's yeah. That, like right? I think
1: Cam Newton, I think he had to sit out for a bit like because he tested yeah. positive and then you know that game had to get postponed but if you look at it now like their playoffs is happening
0: Exactly. And like
1: your saints if exactly. you want to talk about your saints a little bit later on you could but
0: well of course yeah I, big week
1: yeah but i i don't think the nfl has as much of a strict testing protocol as the nba does yeah. and look how their league is turning out it's exactly. running Right. Smoothly, and then the NBA has all these strict testing and all these protocols because they want to appease people and show, Look, we care about our players, but look what it's doing to you. Yeah, exactly. So, you got to kind of exactly they're, so yeah. they're stuck in a rock in a hard place because they want to show this image that you know we're player friendly, we care about our players, but at the same time, it's actually hurting your league more than it's helping you. So, yeah, is that reputation yeah. really worth it? I think they got to loosen the reins a little bit and kind of take the yeah. NFL approach.
0: Yeah, like if they're going to push through and just go about having the league operate, that's what they're just going to have to do. Yeah. Right? It's it's, it's unfortunate, mm-hmm. but you want to have your league and you want to operate, yeah. so it's not going to operate the way you want it to, to be. Like I know I know like you said, I know they want to be the the good guys yeah. uh, to the media and to the public, but like you're going to have to take some harsh criticism. Yeah, unfortunately if you want to have your sport operate, I mean, and that's what the NFL approach did. They just ran through it. They said, well, this guy's out, this guy's out, but we're still playing. Yeah, and We'll move this game, move this game. We're playing. And if the, know? if the, I
1: mean, and if the players don't like it, well, tough, like, yeah, it sucks, but yo, you're getting paid. Like there's, yeah, cause, like there's nurses and grocery store, like, you know, clerks yeah. and stuff that are showing up to work every single day. And, they're not making right. nearly as much as you're making, but they work through it, right? Yeah. So yeah, it sucks. You don't like it, but work through it. Like you're getting paid yeah. money yeah. that most people will never see in their lifetime. So
0: like I even seen an article or I don't know whether it was the athletic and they were saying that they're trying to enforce the home and away for players. How how players um with home games they have to have the strict protocol of being in their residence mm-hmm. and at the practice facility and that's that, right? And for away games, they can't leave the hotel, they have to stay in the hotel, go to the game, and that's that. Yeah. Like, these strict protocols that they're just putting out mm-hmm. there just for the media and to look good, like it's 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 tough. Yeah. Like you know, it's it's hard for the players, right? But that's just all things that the NBA is enforcing so they look like yeah. the good guys. But like at the end of the day, it's not working so far. Yeah. Game like three games are postponed today. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. Like I, I agree with you. I think they have to to loosen up the restrictions and the regulations and just find a way to make the league be more appealing yeah. rather than safe. And you, as, as as bad as and it sounds, here's
1: a couple of like headlines I kind of want to run by you that tie into what we were just discussing. So, the NBA, I'm just reading here now. So, the NBA has had 16 players test positive out of 497 players that they tested since January 6, right? Yeah. So, last season, it only took one positive test for them to shut down the league. Yeah. So, what's going to happen now that you have 16? To me, these numbers don't look bad. 16 out of 497, I can live with that. Exactly. But, for the league now, how are they going to look at this? Are they going to say, well, you know, we have a reputation to uphold, you know, pausing the season Mm -hmm. is on the table. Or are they going to say, no, we're going to work through this thing. This is not enough for us to do it. Like we all got to step up and we all got to make sacrifices. Like how are they going to go about doing it? We'll have to see. But Mm -hmm. I think they should honestly take the NFL approach and not, and not, you know, succumb to the pressure and, You know, the pressure of having to be the progressive league and that we are -hmm. player focused. Because in the end, the reality is people have to stay in their lane. You can't have the players having too much power in the front office because it leads to disaster. Look what happened in Houston. You got to let people do their job. Players got to play, managers got to manage, and let everyone stay in their lane and do what they got to do. But when you have players that start, you know, dipping their toes, on to the other side and start dictating things, it usually doesn't end well. And even for LeBron, you know, you can say LeBron was a success. But when you think about it, he was telling the Cavs what to do. And every time he ran into the Warriors, what would happen? So if he had just let let the organization do its job, could the results have been different? I don't know. Possibly it could have. You know, Harden was telling the Rockets, do this. Bring me this guy. Oh, get rid of mm-hmm. this guy. I don't like this guy. Yeah. Bring me this guy. Get Westbrook. Yeah.
0: bring Westbrook. Yeah.
1: And then, look what happened. He's not even there anymore. He hated it there. So
0: yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Stay like, in your lane. This is what the NBA has. Yeah, to come, like stay in your right? lane. With players default is powerful, doing all this stuff and and not having a a future mindset, yeah. just a a right exactly. now mindset. It's just like, oh, it didn't yeah. work out. Right? And you see move this guy move and this Adam guy Adam Silver yeah I don't and want to be here
1: like anymore. the NBA is making money you know everyone's happy so Adam Silver he's smiling he's happy like yeah I'm player friendly I like to communicate with my players I look at them as partners right Now that yeah. shit's hitting the fan like your partners are not really partners anymore So now exactly. you have to be the bad guy and put your foot down on certain things so do you have what it takes to do yeah. that That's he's gonna he's gonna have yeah. to show are you just like Roger Goodell, even though you were acting like you weren't? Or are you gonna keep yeah. being the you know, the progressive you know, these players are my partners? Like now yeah. it's kinda on him. Like the ball's really in his court to see how how he's gonna respond to this.
0: Yeah. See, like now if we if we wanna look back, like with David Stern vetoing the Chris Paul yeah. trade, it's like at, at the at the time it was just like, Whoa, what are you doing? Yeah. Like you know, let the let the league do what it wants mm-hmm. to do, right, and be what it yeah. wants to be. But like, he was controlling a situation. He was trying to balance out yeah. powers within the NBA, and and back then the NBA was way better than it is today. Yes. And I, it I was far more it. balanced. I, yeah. And right, and then now it's now it's 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 a circus. It's true. Yeah. People just say, "I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. I'm going here." I'm teaming up with him. Yeah. I'm up with him. And it's like,
1: oh, if I pout enough. Like, honestly, bro, like, and this is what kind of annoyed me with James Harden. Like, you have yeah. a max contract, right? And I'm not making it about money. It's not about the money. But it's the yeah. fact that you're a professional athlete. So your job is literally to just stay in shape. And you're yeah. showing up looking like that? That's not right. That that That's yeah. not right, bro. Like, that, like. Yeah. Like, that's something you expect from, like, a car mechanic. You don't expect a professional, world-class yeah. athlete to show up looking like that. Like, bro, the guy had a gut.
0: Yeah. And if you're a huge James Harden fan, right? It's just – and, like, since you're a James Harden fan that made you a Houston Rockets fan, it's just, like, it's going to make you have a disdain for, like, the NBA yeah. and just – and for him. Like, you know, it's just like, damn, like this used to be my favorite player. Like, he used to come out and just get mm-hmm. buckets and he didn't really yeah. care. And that was that, and he got his bag. Now, all of a sudden, it's a it's a 360. Yeah, and- it's like, oh, I don't want to KO. I want to go to the Nets. Take me to the Nets. Make sure I get to the Nets. Yeah. And it's like, wait, come on, yeah, man. So
1: goes, it, it's not right. And the thing is, too, is like, you know, now that he's on the Nets, you know, he's probably going to be happy. Now he's going to, you know, get back in shape. Like, yeah, it's going to be a yeah, 360 back exactly. again. He's going to, you know, he's yeah, laughing, he's gonna, yeah, get joking, back in dancing. shape. And he's going to say, oh, I'm in a good situation. I'm happy to be here. But then for how long? Then when you don't like it anymore, what? You're going to do the same thing? You know, like Lavar Ball said, you know, stay in your lane. People need to start staying in yeah. their lane. You know, that Nets team now, they're going to be... That's going to be an interesting locker room, bro. There's going to be a whole lot of yeah. a whole lot of drama coming out of yeah. that locker room.
0: Hey, good luck, Steve Nash. Like, I know Steve Nash wasn't doing much <laughs> <Yeah>. regardless. <laughs> but uh, I don't know what he's going to do. He's just going to have to... Be there, show up, yeah. you know, and put the coach hat on,
1: bro. That guy, he literally got thrown into the fire. yo. You got to coach Katie and Kyrie, yeah. and now you add Harden to the mix. And like, yeah. that's three I strong mean, but different personalities.
0: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, there's five players on the mm-hmm. court. Three out of the five are top five players, in the top five. Kyrie's They're not top, top ten. Five. I'd say <laughs> top, top ten, top, top ten, top ten players on your team. So you have the advantage there. So there's not much you have to do there. That's yeah. why IQ is high. So all you gotta do is call timeouts or challenge yeah. plays, right? So that's all he's gonna have to do. So I'm sure the Nets will figure it out. It's just, it's just, will they figure out enough to beat the Lakers?
1: Yeah. So. he <laughs> see, bro. He's literally, <laughs> and it's so interesting. He's literally like Steve Kerr. The only difference between them is their last name. Yeah. But yeah. Steve Kerr didn't really have to start coaching until, I want to say, the 2019 NBA Finals, when he finally had to start making adjustments against the Raptors. Mm -hmm. Before then, bro, he was coasting. All his players were healthy. He was just getting ring after ring. Like, he was fine then, but in the 2019 Finals, when the injuries started to pile up, and then he had real adversity, then he had to adapt, Mm -hmm. right? So, with Steve Nash right now, like, bro, yeah, three of the top ten players, like, this is gonna be, from that standpoint, just getting them to go out there and play. That's gonna be easy, but yeah. managing all those personalities and dealing with them, that's gonna be the hard part.
0: Yeah, I mean that's gonna be out yeah. of his control, clearly, right? Because he can't even talk yeah. to Kyrie right now, right? So that's that's gonna be out of his control, and just we just gotta hope for yeah. the best. And right now, it's just a waiting yeah. game, like. Hopefully we get Nets and Lakers in the finals. It'll be yeah. nice to see, but um, I would still say Lakers in six. But hey, that's just my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> that's an interesting off yeah. right there.
1: That's that's how we do it here on the Wire to Wire podcast, bro.
0: But yeah, <laughs> give them the audience yeah, what but they to, need. to your earlier <laughs> point, yeah,
1: I def- I already had a Brooklyn and Lakers finals, so this this trade just solidified yeah. that for me. I'm still yeah, going to sure. say Lakers win. I'm gonna say seven games.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what Adam yeah. would want.
1: <laughs> I do think they're probably gonna try doing like a last-minute signing or some kind of trade just to kind of balance out their rosters a little bit. But I think as yeah, they're kind sure. of constructed now, I think they're I think they're doing pretty well. So one more prediction from you because I think it's what the Saints and the Buccaneers.
0: Yes, it is the Saints and the Buccaneers. So I
1: already I. I believe I already know who you're going to pick, but I want you to tell the audience who are you going for in or in that game?
0: I mean, me as a faithful uh New Orleans Saints yeah. fan, of course I I'm, I'm rooting for the boys um to get the win at in the home at okay. the dome. Um but it's not going to be it's not going to be at Yeah. One, right? We're going against Tom Brady. Yeah. Go. As many people would say, I personally think he's the greatest quarterback of all time, so Playoff time, man. It's 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 not going to be an easy task. Yeah. I mean, we've beat them twice uh, throughout the season, so I think it's hard to beat anyone yeah. three times uh, within that within mm-hmm. the NFL. So I'm just hoping for the best. We haven't had the best luck yeah. in the playoffs uh, yeah. <laughs> in recent years. A lot of uh, highlights that were go, well, that they're going to show every ten years that I'm going to have to constantly yeah. relive uh, as a Saints yeah. fan. So. I'm just hoping for the best. Like, it's Drew Brees's, it might be his last year. So, if we can make this run to the Super Bowl for this last year and, and make it and get a championship, that'd yeah. be amazing. But, uh, and get that playoff monkey yeah. off our back, <laughs> I just got to hope for the best at, the, yeah. at this time. That's all I can say about that.
1: I mean, honestly, you know, as your boy, I want to see your team win. But, yeah, man, I don't, I don't like this matchup against, I, I just, I don't like betting against Tom Brady. That's my thing.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree.
1: I, yeah. I feel
0: you on that, man. I feel you. Like I I'm confident, uh, and hopeful that I know like that we have a yeah. better team. But uh Tom Brady, if he wants to turn up, he's gonna turn up and yeah. make things happen. Yeah, so, right? And I think so, already
1: I think already he's just already what he's done this season is he's proven that he's not a system quarterback like many people tried to say that he was, you know, under Belichick and you know he needed mm. Belichick to be successful. I think he kind of dismissed that narrative because Belichick yeah. will be watching the game from home, just like we all will be, right? So I think he's already yeah. proven that that's not the case for him. And I don't know; it's with his resume, what he's accomplished. You know, it's tough to bet against him. So it'll it'll yeah, be a, it'll be a I good agree. game. So you know,
0: and I, I'm sure a lot of people want Tampa Bay first, like the Chiefs in yeah, the finals. That- Like having Mahomes against Tom Brady, doesn't get really better than that. that Who knows? That would be NFL. Yeah, that would be a
1: great Super Bowl, and then you have the weekend performing at halftime. Like it's just, it's the perfect, it's the perfect storm. But we'll see what happens, though. Yeah. Yeah, of
0: course, of course.
1: Okay, but Jordan, you got anything else you want to add or say?
0: No, I'm good. Thank you for having me again. It was uh, a emergency podcast, (laughs) podcast. It had to be done. done.
1: All right. Thank you for your time. I appreciate you for joining me on this uh, emergency podcast. Take episode. care, man. Take care.